is us so good to see each of you here today, this last Sunday before Christmas. I love the season that we're in. The only thing I don't like, it just passes too quickly. And uh, I know that for you, perhaps it doesn't pass quick enough, but I love this time of the year. I love the family, I love the friends and fellowship that's a part of this season. It's just great to be in the house of the Lord. What a great job our music team did today. I think we ought to give them praise. They deserve the honor today. Beautiful, worshipful, powerful. Amen. Aren't you glad the Lord is Lord over everything? Yes, even COVID-19. He is Lord over everything. Yeah, we need to believe that today. Amen. Amen. I read something this week and I thought about a few people in our church. Somebody said, I told Santa you're, you were good this year and he hasn't stopped laughing yet. Some of you will get that when you get home today, but... Little boy sat down to write his letter to Santa Claus and he said, All right, Santa Claus, two years ago I asked you for a BB gun and I didn't get it. Last year I asked you for a bicycle and I didn't get it. He said, This is your last chance. (laughs) Amen. Thank you for being here. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 2. Matthew, the second chapter, I will begin reading with verse number one. We'll read down through verse number 12. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, angered, distressed, and all Jerusalem with him. There was a rival on the scene. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he went and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child and when you have found him bring me word again that I may come and worship him also when they had heard the king they departed and lo the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was and when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary and his mother, 
fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. I want to speak to you for a few moments this morning about a star of hope. A star of hope. Would you clap your hands to the Lord and let's give him praise one more time. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. What a year 2020 has been for us. No one of us could have imagined what would have come of this year And yet we come to the end of this chaotic and frightful, alarming time wondering what the next year is going to be like. It has been one of the most bizarre years, shocking in many ways in living memory. But it has drawn to a close. It has come to an end. It is coming near And in this closing moment of 2020, it comes with an offering of a heavenly visitation. One that has not happened in some 800 years. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the 21st, our world will experience a phenomenon that hasn't happened in almost 800 years. For tomorrow evening there will come an alignment of two of our great planets that come together and they're going to form by, by the naked eye what appears to be one bright and large star. What has come to be called by many the Christmas star is going to appear tomorrow evening, two planets Saturn and Jupiter, they are going to come in their orbits into alignment for the first time in almost 800 years. Two of the slowest moving planets in our universe. One of them moves around in orbit 12 years to circle the heavens and the other it takes 29 and a half years to circle the sun. But this Day Tomorrow they're going to come together in an alignment and they will be closer together by the visible eye than they have been in almost 800 years. It's called the Great Conjunction by the astronomers and it is going to be visible by you and I tomorrow evening sometime after sunset, perhaps 30 minutes, you can look toward the western sunset and you should be able to see those, those planets aligning and you should be able to see that bright orb in the sky that looks unusually bright. And it's ironic that it will happen on the winter solstice, which is the beginning of what is considered the coldest season of the year, but tomorrow will also be the shortest day of the year and the longest night of the year for the entire year. So on this longest night of darkness, 
God is going to offer us a preview of what happened 2,000 years ago when wise men looked to the heavens and they saw a star. Now, I'm not suggesting to you by any stretch of the imagination that what we're going to see tomorrow evening was that star that came 2,000 years ago. I personally believe it wasn't the alignments of planets. It is my personal belief after study that it should have been or could have been the Shekinah glory that actually led those men. The same light that led Israel through the wilderness, the fire that burned at night could have been the very thing that brought these men because the terminology that is used in their journey speaks of a divine directive. It wasn't accidental. It wasn't some convoluted alignment of things, but it was a purposeful light that led them. But tomorrow, we are going to be given a reminder that on the darkest day of the year, there is going to be a light that will shine that reminds us of a light that came into our world almost 2,000 years ago, and that light has not been put out to this day. Somebody ought to clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise for that tonight. On literally the darkest day of the year, there is this heavenly alignment to remind us, to remind us that hope still lives, that hope can still be ours. It is a light that perhaps for some will nurse sick hope back to health. How fitting that it would come in a moment in which we now live, not just physically in darkness, but we are living against a backdrop of hostility and indifference and hard times and difficult times. There has been a season in our nation of chaos and confusion and turmoil and intrigue. Violence and anarchy have filled our streets. And yet during this Christmas season, God is going to offer us a beautiful reminder that there's still a reason to hope. There's still a reason to believe. There's still a reason to have faith. There's still a reason to walk by faith. There's still a reason to hang on to your hope. There's still a reason to believe that God is still in control. There's still a reason for you to clap your hands and rejoice that you know the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Somebody praise Him this morning. Will you do that? Hallelujah, hallelujah. We are given a light to remind us of a greater light that came. A light that has shined in our darkness. And our darkness could not put it out. Oh my. I don't know that we really comprehend that. We don't fully understand what is meant in John 1 when he said in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life 
And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. The literal translation says, And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness could not put it out. No matter how dark it is. No matter how long the night. I'm telling you, there's a light that shines. There's a hope that I can hang on to that no darkness can put out. Hallelujah. Here is a reminder that hope was born for men who looked up. Amen. Maybe it would do all of us some good today to look up. Amen. Maybe it would do us all good to look up. Not only was hope born, but a determination came with that hope that they were going to find this one born king of the Jews. They are going to find this one that came literally in the midst of chaos. You know, we fail to realize that when Jesus was born, that things were not copacetic. They were not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. You could put a ditto by that year and you could look at our year and say that they were very similar. There was chaos and there was oppression. There was fear mongering and there was intimidation. There was hostility and there was hurt. There was pain and there was suffering. There was sickness and there was loss. And yet he came in the midst of all of that to reveal himself to us as the perfect lamb of God that has come to take away the sin of the world. And so this Christmas season, God is going to give us a reminder that there's a reason to look up. There's a reason to believe. There's a reason to have hope. There's a reason to keep walking by faith. There's a reason to keep living for God. It reminds us when we look up that there is a purpose that is worth giving your life for. I don't think we realize just how far those wise men came. Most believe they were Babylonians or Persians. They came from the east. Some estimations would say that it would take a minimum of four months for them to get to where uh, Jerusalem was from their location by their means of travel. Four months is a long time to pursue one thing. Four months is a long time and all you've got to go on is a bright light in the sky that keeps moving. Every time you feel like you get closer to it, it moves a little further along, directing your path, directing your life, not just arbitrarily moving from one place to the other, but the word indicates there was divine direction that came with that light and it led them That vision led them until they came to Jerusalem to inquire. Does anybody know where this king has been born? Does anybody know where this Messiah is? Herod was curious because he saw a rival. 
and immediately his, his mischievous and devious mind began to work on what he would need to do to eliminate this threat to his throne or this threat to his power. They brought the wise men of his time, his, his kingdom together, the men that should have been looking, the men that knew according to scripture, but they didn't act on what they knew. They said, oh yeah, we know it's going to be Bethlehem. That's where he's going to come. But they weren't even interested in finding out They were not even interested in knowing what was going to come to pass. They just passed along. And so now these wise men are armed not only with the vision of a star, but they're armed with the word of God. That's a powerful combination. I don't want to live by just vision alone. I want there to be an accompanying word that gives me specific direction. You can only go so far with the vision but you can get everywhere you need to be in the word you can get to the exact spot you can come into the very place where he is when you're led by the word of God amen and they came and they offered their gifts it wasn't an easy journey it wasn't an easy thing to have accomplished but they persevered They said it was his star, not a random sign, but an enduring symbol of the king of the Jews. And that star remains a persistent symbol of hope. That when we look up, when we lift our eyes above the mundane world in which we live, and we look to the heavens... The Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God. If you want to know anything about the Lord, just go out at night and lift your eyes to the heaven and behold the beauty of God's creation and the timeliness and the order of planets and you see divine purpose and divine cause and and divine reason and you realize that if God put that out there with a purpose... I know he put me here with a purpose. I'm not an accident. I didn't just happen to come along at this time. But I have a divine imprint on my life. And I have a responsibility to live up to that divine calling. Hallelujah. Amen. This season prompts us to ponder the heavens. Because they do declare the glory of God, but they declare more than that. The Bible says in Psalm they declare His mercies. And not only do they declare His mercies, they declare His righteousness. Oh, how could that be? You just have to go out and look and see the order and the beauty and you see the perfection of it and you realize God is awesome. God is mighty. And if he could do that there, what could he do here? If I yielded to him like those stars and those planets have yielded to his divine call and purpose to their life. He ordered them into their place. If we could get an unpolluted view of the heavens this season, 
I believe it would change all of our perspective. I wonder, I just wonder what could happen this Christmas season if we could truly lift our eyes above the ugly surroundings of our world and all of the chaos and all of the confusion and turmoil and hatred and violence and all of the political intrigue and we can lift our eyes above this horizon to another world. I believe it could be a life-changing moment. It was for those wise men because when they lifted their eyes to look and they beheld that star, it changed the trajectory of their life. I wonder what would happen for some of you that you would just lift up your eyes and look. You would find strength and help. The fact that God is going to align planets tomorrow. The fact that he ordered a divine light to guide wise men some 2,000 years ago and he brings together the order of planets. He brings together the Shekinah glory and the people that are needed for that moment. He brings them together at that perfect time and that perfect place. That, my friend, is supernatural. But let me tell you what's heavenly. A God who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Oh, listen to me. You don't, you, you don't really comprehend, nor do I comprehend, the depth and the width and the height and the breadth of his love. But there is in him a love that will never fail and it will never die and it will never diminish and it will never go away. And in this ugly time of life in 2020, the most bizarre year that I can, I, I can even think of in recent history, It is a reminder that when you look up, good things can happen in your life. Amen. Now, sometimes the reason we don't look up any longer is because we are too absorbed in the babble we've created. We're too absorbed in the glitter that's around us. And we've lost sight of the heavens that are above that declare The glory of God. Our below the horizon view of life often obscures the heavenly messages that God sends to encourage us. The heavenly visitations that God sends. One of them came early in this service. There was a divine visitation that came into this place. Did anybody feel that? Did you recognize that? It went beyond just a performance. It went beyond the perfection of voices. It went beyond the beautiful music and all of the orchestration. There was something that transcended all of that. And into this place came that Shekinah glory. And we felt his presence. And we sensed his nearness. And we realize God is alive. He's not a fictional story. He's real this morning because I can feel him in my soul. And I praise him for that. 
I glorify him for that. And when you look up beyond your babble, when you look up, perhaps the reason that we are so caught up in the glitter of our hour is that we have forgotten the message that was sent some 2,000 years ago. Amen. Our vision has been clouded. The phenomena of the heavens has lost its appeal to many people simply because they're too engulfed in their present situation. But can I encourage you this Christmas season, look up, look up, look up. I challenge you to go out tomorrow evening just so you have a reminder. If he can do that, he can do this. If he can align those to give me a message of hope. If he can bring together what they're calling the Christmas star. If he can bring together that alignment so that our minds are pulled away from the turmoil of this world in which we live. And they are directed toward a divine influence that's still held over this creation. That it would help us to realize that no matter how dire our circumstances, God's still in control. God's still in control. God's still on the throne. He still orders the universe. Oh, yes. It's not random. It's not some bizarre happening, but it is an ordered event of God's creative genius. And it is a reminder. This great conjunction comes at a most needed hour. A time when it would do all of us good to be reminded. Emmanuel, God is with us. Amen. Emmanuel, oh, God is with us. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men is still God's divine desire and purpose for all of us. And we need to be reminded of that. How amazing that this occurrence happens In this closing moment of 2020, in a year filled with fear and unrest, darkness, oh my, darkness like our nation has never experienced, a wickedness like we have never seen. There's a reminder, hey folks, don't get too caught up in that because I'm still ordering everything. I'm still in control of everything. I still have your life in my hands. May I remind you this morning that in this year when Jesus was born, it was no different than it is right now. But none of that prevented him from coming. And neither will my chaos or my confusion or my darkness ever prevent him from coming to me to help me in my present moment. So as you look up tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day, may you be reminded of His power. May you be reminded of His light that comes into your world, into your darkness. His presence that is near. His power that is available. 
May you be reminded of all that he has done and all that he has given. Amen. That his perfect peace would cast out all fear. Amen. Amid the confusion of the hour, there's still hope. Amen. I'm thankful that I know that hope today. Hallelujah. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes and look and behold the beauty and the wisdom and the mystery and the glory of God and know He is alive. He is in control. He lives. He rules. He is my King. I said He is my King. He is my Lord. And I come to bow and worship before Him today. Only He is worthy. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. Would you stand to your feet right now and give Him a praise from the depth of your soul for the light that He has brought into your world. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you need a little light this morning. Some of you need a little hope today. Or tomorrow, God's going to give you a reminder. Now that's not, we're not going to make a religion out of that. But it is a reminder. I said it is going to be a reminder that God that could order that can order this. Amen. The God that could bring those two in alignment so that I could be reminded of something that happened 2,000 years ago. That same God can align things in my life that need to be put in place. I have a reason to hope this morning. I have a reason to believe. Amen. Amen. If you're with your family, I want you to reach over and take them by the hand. If you're not, I want you just to reach out to God right now and ask Him to help you to get a heavenly view this season. Lord, lift my eyes above the mundane. Lord, lift my eyes above the rituals, above all of the confusion and the turmoil, above all of the darkness, all of the hatred, all of the bitterness, all of of the wrath, violence, murder, death, sickness, disease. Oh, that my eyes could be lifted up to behold you, your beauty, your majesty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes.